Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me show the people what they got, what they want to see. Let me show them what they want to see. Hey, shout, shout out Clay Thompson. That's my dog. Shout out Clay. About the last game. Oh man. Is that we gonna start it off with that? Back to back, serving with my brother. He on Zion mode. I done made too much shit to blow. I done it with my eyes closed. You know me, flexing in your section in your time zone. Mob, I ain't seen shit like I was blindfolded. Welcome to the New Waves Hoops podcast. You are listening to the Garage, a weekly live show about the NBA. My name is Mike, and with me today is Daniel Doom. Hey. <laughs> hey, oh. it's me, uh, your boy Misa. Hey, <laughs> Batch. Oh, did y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Did y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Robot voice oh, for a second, but we here. We got it. Cool. Oh. And we are, <laughs> we are here. New Waves Hoops podcast. First time we're trying this out as a live show, as a, like a little Twitch show. If y'all come up with us, we appreciate it. Feel free to drop a comment, um, and we'll probably talk to you about it. Talk to you. Um, yeah, join the conversation. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Today we're just gonna we're gonna talk about what's been going on. Last time we talked to y'all was the beginning of the season. We like a quarter through the season now, even more than that. I think we're about twenty five games in. So we'll talk about where the season is going uh, and where we think it's going. Um, and we can start off by just talking about this week. I think we want to talk about tonight's games um, at some point because there's some interesting stuff tonight. But we can start. Uh, we can start. We're all uh, we're all Bay Area adjacent. At least we all, all fuck with the Warriors. So any any thoughts on on Wednesday, I think there's a lot of good to take from Wednesday, but obviously a tough loss. People say maybe the most disappointing loss of the season. We got any? We got any thoughts? Oh man, I just want to chime in. I think it's crazy how Curry said that was the worst loss of like his whole tenure with the Warriors. Yeah. That that was just insane to me. Could, like the fact that he puts it up there with like losing to the Cavs, like just you know what I mean, like to games like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just wild. To me, so. Game seven, yeah, you can argue there's, there's three pretty bad losses in there. Um, there's three pretty bad losses in 2016 that we could probably talk about. That I don't know if they get worse than that, you know. Yeah, you just said that to make the young guys mad or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I was a, I'm, I'm glad Jordan said that because I, I, yeah, I feel like I had, a, had missed probably a good week of the Warriors before watching that game. And it was interesting to see. saw most of that second half, I feel like. Just the way it ended, and for me to feel like I'm jumping in and seeing the young guys, you know, have a really probably positive game. Uh, you know, the cliche moral victory. It seemed like you know when without without any context, I guess, and with the greater context of you know, like the last time we talked, it, Wiseman, Kaminga, all these guys were in a very weird place, like in a very scared, or in a very. Uh, undetermined place on this roster. So it seems like they had a, a good night. And it was one of those, you know, when you lose off little mistakes, I can, I definitely could see Kerr wanting, like Jordan's saying, wanting to send a message to the young guys that you should never lose a basketball game that way. Even though it seems, you know, there was a lot of positive things to pull from. Versus, uh, what's Utah's record now? Uh, they lost again tonight, so they were right around five. I think they were 500 going into the Warriors game, so they lost tonight. I think you mute Mike. Maybe muted. They're sixth, so they're fifteen and thirteen. Fifteen and thirteen. Okay. Yeah, it's a good team, you know, that's been playing or had a good start to the season. But uh what did you think, Mike? Uh, oh, on the curve point real quick, that is the most interesting way I think to approach it is that it's uh it's frustrating because it was a really good game. It had it had the feel, I don't know if y'all remember it was either Detroit or San Antonio or maybe both. 
last year where mm-hmm. like the kids kind of with nobody else come out and pull out a win. I think Jordan Poole hit a game winner in one of those games or something like that. San Antonio, yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was building, felt like it was building into one of those games. I think it was really cool to see like, oh, this is the first time like it was, it was Clay and the kids, right? There was no Draymond, no Steph. Yeah. Looney kind of gets ran off the court. Uh, not like because anything wrong Looney game, but they're, that, the stretch five is the one guy that's going to make him like kind of a rough, rough matchup out there. Um, yeah. Kaminga's probably best game of his, maybe the best game, probably the best game of his career. Pool, I think, has like 36 at one point, kind of gets it going after a rough start. And I think it's tough to put it on. I don't know. Like it's weird if he's trying to make the kids mad because it's like eh, Jordan Poole and Clay are kind of the ones that that threw that thing away. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. But even then, the kids kids were. That was the first time the kids were a part of a game like that. Clay should know better than anybody, but they know Clay. So I mean, they, they ain't trying to send messages to Clay at this point. You know, <laughs> it's like. But you got to send. I guess yeah. In a game like that, you got to send the message that. They were a part of that, you know. They didn't. They didn't commit the turnovers uh, or the the. Did Clay foul somebody, or did he turn the ball over? No, too? he what had was the, he had the play where Westbay. So, the Jazz uh, dudes like attacking for the quick two, and then Clay just kind of stops playing defense on the wing, and he whips out a yeah. pass to uh, what's the guy that never misses? He's playing for the Timberwolves. Malik Beasley kicks it out to Malik Beasley, yep. and just Clay's literally just walking towards the paint. Kind of like you do is like, oh, guys, I go shoot a layup. I kind of just start walking. Around the court type thing, he's yeah, doing yeah. that while pass whips by his head, essentially to a wide open three point shooter that he's supposed to be guarding, and that's the only reason yeah. you're in that spot in the first place. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he had the play before. I was the where he got the ball taken out of his hands. I feel like was block, it? Be, yeah. He got a block. He got the block after. Yeah, then after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full had the final turnover. Yeah, no, it really falls on the. Oh, bumping the mic there falls on to you know the two guys playing with you know maybe the most experience you know and. That's why, yeah, it probably is. It's one of the toughest. Or, yeah, hard to see. Feel like Kurt, hard to try to read through and see, and feel like Kerr's exaggerating for a reason. But I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Jay I got. Oh, go ahead, Marvin. Nah, I want to hear Jay Bad's input also. You said he disconnected. Oh, is that what? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, if he rejoins, it should work. Yeah, we can't see you. Probably just leave. Sorry for people that the screen's looking a little blurred. It'll be fixed in a second, right that quickly. Yeah, um, so before he gets there, he's looking at it. I think just to run down some of the numbers, Poole ends up with 36, 8 assists, but with six turnovers, obviously, the, the back-breaking one. Kaminga ends up with 24 points. Um, again, probably one of the best games of his career, 24 points, five rebounds, four assists um, <laughs> on 10 of 13 from the field. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah, no, missed a couple free throws. One for three from three. I feel like he passed up a lot of threes. He took kind of a couple. One of them was a big one he made was a big shot in a big moment. So, again, just some of, yeah, it's a good game for a lot of people, man. It was a good game for at least uh, some of the more important pieces here. Even Moody. Moody hit a couple of big threes as well. And it's just, it's tough. you got to kind of walk away with a bad taste in your mouth because of how you threw it away. But that's how it goes. Jordan, J-Badge. Sorry, I'm not supposed to call you that. What, uh, yes, sir. what, what are your thoughts here? Uh, I don't know. I feel like Kerr doesn't really. I feel like we're really watching him for the first time, having to deal with the, actually deal with his young core. Yeah, you feel me? And it's, I don't, I don't really know if he actually knows how. It's kind of scaring me. Uh, you see all the trade talks, but honestly, I feel like everybody's been over overreacting. But I don't know. But 
But you hear Kerr say stuff like that, and it's like, okay, maybe they, I don't know, but. Yeah, no, I think it's always this kind of weird tug of war. Because part of it's too where it's like, he doesn't like no coach, like veteran championship coach wants like a bunch of young guys like that on this team. Like, I think the yeah. reason was like, it's kind of this war between like front office, particularly Lake, of kind of pushing the two timelines thing. And he's going to get frustrated with it. And probably like days like this, where it's like, yeah. if we had two more vets on the team for a day like today, where, uh, yeah. where Draymond and Steph and Wiggins all don't play. And we had a chance, like, we had a chance to win this game even just with our like six yeah. man roster if we had two more guys to that if we have two more roster spots to deal with because we're not trying to timeline this thing. So I think that's where a lot of his frustration comes. But like you said, it's like just Moody was probably the first one, right? Moody just not hasn't got a really consistent burn all season. They tried with Kaminga, and then he was out the rotation for a minute. Finally seemed like he's going to get consistent minutes now. But just from the beginning, it seemed like it seemed like they were in such a promising place last season, yeah. especially as we came yeah. to the end. And, like, Moody has some contributing moments. I don't know if that was in Dallas or in the finals. But uh, even Kaminga had, like, that one game in Memphis where he did something. And it's just – it just feels like – it almost feels like regression. I think it's just kind of the nature of the NBA. Um, but, yeah, like you said – Nature – Nature of the regular season, yeah. I feel like, is is it's why I go back to the Warriors that 14, 15, 15, 16 team. What I feel like I learned most from watching those two those those two years is how much the regular season isn't the end all be all, but it does just teach you a lot about where your team is at and where each individual player is at, and it's not. Yeah, so at any different point of the season, they can be at a different place, I guess. It's a long season, and it's hard to grow through a long season, especially as a team. Like Jordan's saying, for like Kerr is having to deal with, or like both of you guys are saying, the two timelines, like the two having to try to grow two timelines through an 82-game season. It's not something uh, Kerr has ever really dealt with before, and he's uh, I've come around. I've been a hater in the past. He's an amazing coach, and this is just an interesting predicament to be in. And I don't think it's a... I haven't been on, I feel like, Warriors Twitter or online as much to see what usually always feels like some form of overreaction. But they're just so, I think, set. I think part of with, with the Steph thing is, like, even if we are talking about this two-timeline thing not working, like, we're talking about them moving assets early enough before the assets turn into no value, you know? Like, we're ta- they're talking about making trades this season. And I think they just have at least the most a pretty rational – and balanced uh, front office coaching staff, which we like, feel like we the Warriors have it better than have have it better than most. But if they're they're, I think, carefully considering the idea of moving one or two of the young guys for an additional piece this year, if they're not completely sold on the young the young core, even if it is just Kerr's voice that maybe is the voice that's saying we're not totally sold on the young core, and he has to say it the way he says it. But I think I see I feel the balance, and I, I don't feel afraid of I don't feel the need to overreact because I feel like either they can this is a good development staff they'll develop these guys it may take some time different timeline for each of them or they'll move on and we've got Curry we've got Poole we've got Wiggins all in a very good age range, age range to contend like the next couple of years if we get a couple more assets and we can do that. So, so. long regular season though, long regular season. Just answers. There's nothing but questions in the regular season except for 14, 15, 15, 16. The only answer was Stephen Curry is the goat. Anyways, 
to your guys's point, mm-hmm. it's so funny too because I feel like when Kerr started with the Warriors, like his situation was like the opposite. Like mm-hmm. he would have veterans coming off the bench mm-hmm. with maybe like one or two young guys, you know what I mean? And now it's like, oh shit, now I got to develop these guys. Yeah. I got to like yeah. actually coach. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Like everything we say about, I feel like. Is what he's learned. Why he's why he can't. Why he is a great coach is the same reason I think people attribute saying Steph had a lot of. We hear Steph had a lot of help and and he did. I mean, this is kind of a plain put, but uh, it doesn't take away from his greatness. But I think it's to look at Kerr and to say, you know, for a first time coach to be coaching uh, a young player like Stephen Curry, like that's not a normal young player. Like he does, he didn't coach a normal young point guard. He coached one of the greatest young point guards. He coached. Draymond Green, one of the smartest players, smartest young players the game has ever seen. And he coached Andre Iguodala, one of the smartest defensive players the game has ever seen. It's just he's lucky. He's like, I think he's he's definitely prepared to handle a situation. He's keeping he 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 fought they figured out this Draymond situation. I think he knows Draymond's important. He knows Iggy Andre's important. So he knows to keep around, I think, what built that the first time around. And he knows he's up against something different. But it is it is does look tough. It does when it's the, like you're saying, Misa. It's the complete it feels like it's the complete flip when you go from Steph Clay and Draymond as your three young guys. Yeah. Playing with a bunch of guys who are near thirty, you know, and veterans in the NBA. To now, it's really just Steph, Clay, and Draymond are getting older, and you got a bunch of young guys. Ooh, man, yeah. and and also just to your point, it's like you said, it's all about the regular season, or not about it's not about the regular season, right? You just yep. got to coast through it. So like I yep. feel like at this point, he's like, all right, like what do I have to do to get through the regular season, and also somewhat teach these guys, oh, like all right. What do you got to do, or what? What's the role yeah. you play? Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> I Finding feel like those roles. As as long as they coast through, get like maybe like a top five, they're gonna be ready come playoff time. Especially if the yeah. older guys, the veterans, are you know taking the time off or they're taking breaks and shit. You know, yeah. they're gonna be ready. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, and I was if Steph gets if they're able to give Steph some time off. I mean, any any type of time off before the end of the season and still. Be comfortably above the sixth seed. I mean, I, I feel yeah, like you're saying, I feel pretty comfortable going into the playoffs. Like when you win, I guess after winning the championship, you don't feel the pressure even. Like you said, the way that I think what I was saying earlier, like the way the roster is set up now, if we're in, if we get to the playoffs and we're healthy and we're a top six seed, kind of just comfortable to see what, like what the hell happens, you know, like not, not feeling like this, we need to go back to back because we have this two timelines thing, you know, it's like, we just need to get there. Like you said, learn, get through this regular season and learn as much as they can. And then, and then hopefully you're in a good position to make a good playoff run. Cause you, I mean, you want to make a good playoff run because the young guys, the young guys need to be a part of that. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like Kurt's statement Curse statement yeah. is gonna light a fire under their ass. Hope so. Hope so. <laughs> I, I, man, we're, we're gonna see who's gonna fold and who's gonna actually make it through that type of shit. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, where's the where's Andre at besides on television? <laughs> oh, same, man. You know, on ABC. Man, on television. On the wrong on the wrong day. I don't know if you're ready, man. You might be taking fights to LA. Uh, not not anywhere close. Andre. Um, they actually need Andre to play. That's, that's funny. They had no, they had no players. Uh, before, before we jump in, we go Warriors a little more if y'all want. But uh, you wanna? I feel like somebody was mentioning some, some, uh, some Wiseman stats pre-show. Wiseman have a, oh. have a good one here. 
All right, hold on, hold on. Let me pull this up. Yeah. There's, there's some good news. Some good news. Um, oh, what? It's not coming up no more. Oh, hold on. Trying to play. Oh, Chamberlain, James Wiseman scored 100 points. Hey. They didn't yeah, get the damn near. They, they didn't keep the stats. Bro, James <laughs> Wiseman had 24 points, 10 rebounds, 9 of 10. Mm. Um, Plus twenty, uh, plus twenty nine. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. Who they play? Um, shit. It doesn't say. Let's see. Let me see. Let's see. I'm gonna see if I can find the box score. Right no, right. but the most exciting part of that is that the guy that we got this season or in the draft, Ryan Rollins, he had twenty two, hmm. eleven, and ten. Okay, field goal percentage nine to nineteen, but he was plus thirty two. Well, he was, he had 11, 22, 11, and 10? Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. I already's going to be nice. Yeah, they hooping down there then. Shoot. I think that's good. I mean, I think it's good for Wiseman to get there. I feel like we, in what we've talked about, Kerr, on the last episode, and just the conversations we probably all had about Kerr at the last, since we've got Wiseman is, you know, how much he probably, I feel like he's at least trying to protect him. I feel like Kerr, knows more he's a head coach i feel like he knows more than myers lakeup and all of them what james wiseman needs to become a good nba player whatever that reality is and probably starts with the g league so it's good he's there it's yeah, good he's they, humble enough to be there you gotta get him, the OKC got him on the back of that okay see yeah no but you're right bro and uh, i mean i think they play south bay oh they play top Bay. yeah they play the lakers Oh shit! I got it. Yeah, I got it up right now. Like, yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, twenty-four and ten for Wiseman plus twenty-nine. Oh, you right. Plus twenty-nine, nine for ten from the field. Made all four of his free throws. Uh, only real block, uh, knock is the four turnovers. That's really the only thing he didn't do well. But like, yeah, really good game overall. Rollins with the triple double. That's twenty, twenty-two, eleven. That's true. Uh, only two turnovers. It looks pretty good. Let's see. Look over. James Wiseman, Jay Huff. Yeah, Huff only had 10 points on 5 of 16. He, he was he was locking up, too. It's just a good Wiseman day. Jay Huff. forgot about Jay Huff. I only know about Jay Huff because we went to that uh, summer league. Because we went to the yeah. California Classic. That's the same one? Yeah. He was yeah. on the Lakers or yep. some shit? Yep, yep. yep. Yeah. He had a couple moments. For sure. Yeah, he's getting lucky. Let's say uh, last last discussion. I want to hear some. I'll start with Mike. Uh, yeah. Quarter into the season, uh, I think talk about maybe the most important or not most important player on the team, but just most maybe most interesting. Jordan Poole. Where you think Jordan Poole is at quarter into uh, the season? Ooh, I don't know. Do I want to be? I feel like I'm such a Jordan Poole apologist on Twitter nowadays. I don't know if I want to make this my persona, even though it's becoming my persona. Um, I think he's fine. I think. Um, I'm saying, just tell the truth. Tell the truth. For your truth. I, I don't know how that's the thing. I can't separate. I just I used to not get attached to players. Like once once Andre Godala like kinda got his chips with the words, I was just watching basketball having fun, man. And now like when every time Jokic like loses or look bad, anytime Paul looks bad, it just hurts. It hurts, you know. Um nah, Jordan, you gotta you gotta, go you gotta start being attached to the ugly defensive players again. You started picking offensive players who look pretty. This is your problem. Yeah, really go back to it's the passing. It's the passing. That's the passing. Marcus Marcus is still that's only the one guy is Marcus, and it's hard to like so right now. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no. Andre Dallas, but no, my bad. Pool. No, I was Andre Dallas is a really well player. It's hard to get players like him. And also, Jordan Poole's Andre's <laughs> guy. So, it just, you know. Um, but yeah, Jordan Poole. Uh, I think I stopped being worried when I when we realized just like his numbers are fine. Like, his he's scoring. Like, has been fine anytime he's been in the starting lineup. A lot of it is just a problem. Like, Jordan Poole struggles. Like, there's stuff he needs to work on, but they're symptomatic of the mm-hmm. fact that they didn't build a cohesive, like, bench unit. Like, they didn't try to. Like, and they could argue to yeah. a degree they – I want to say they lucked into it last year. But they took a lot of swings. b Lisa doesn't quite work, but it can work for, like, good points in the season. Guys like Porter, guys that – guys like JTA, guys that Jordan Poole can play off of in a way that he wasn't able to until Draymond started coming yeah. off the bench, right? Yeah. And I think that's the other thing that probably makes you feel confident is, like, since he's been playing with Jordan – since Draymond's been playing with that bench unit – the plus minus thing that was really bad at the beginning of the season um, mm. had already become less once Wiseman goes up, but it still wasn't good. And then, but his minutes with Draymond, the bench has been looking a lot better. They haven't been hemorrhaging leads. Yeah, yeah. They're building off of him. Uh, yeah. Type shit. And I think he's at a point now where it is just, it's the turnovers and it's the threes and like it's turnovers, threes and defense. And it's like two of those things we'll kind of expect, like he's going to turn the ball over too much. Um, because yeah. he's a Steph protege kind of type thing. And yeah. I think his on ball defense is still really bad. He can't stay in front of somebody. He's been pretty good, I think, in pick and roll mm-hmm. for like two weeks now, kind of type shit. And like that's yeah. more of a yeah. product of probably playing with Draymond and playing like, yeah, you have good mm-hmm. guys to defend that with you and you cannot it's easier to not fuck it up, I guess, type thing. So that's been there. Um but yeah, just I'm assuming the threes are gonna start falling eventually. Maybe they don't. Um, but that seems like the last piece that we're kinda missing. And he had thirty six the other night, uh, in that game. And it's just yeah, the turnovers, he's loose with the ball. I get it. Um yeah. and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think he's gonna be fine. I think it's weird if you look at it, it's like I feel like he's been struggling the most with his jumper, but if you compare him to the hero maxi group, like Still, all they're kind of right. He's just like a little less efficient, but they're kind of all still in the same place. The one that's uh really like maybe standing out, and we'll see how that lasts, is that Simon. Simon seems like he's just a bucket man, like on kind of a yeah. level than all of those dudes potentially. Um, that dude's having a season passer that uh Maxi and mm. Poole can sometimes be, but like this dude, this dude might score better than all of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it, yeah, I just wanted to hear hear the full hear the full perspective of quarter ways at the end of the season. I feel like that was a lot of good stuff. I knew you would give a, a balance, feel like a balanced take and kind of speak to what his role is and, and yeah, how successful and and what he needs to work on. I was yeah, I'd say the most interesting to me is to see or the Steph protege thing. I think is it's a weird way to uh, weird way to put it. I, I feel I feel the way feel that or uh, why you said it that way. Well, I would say just. It just sparks my brain to talk about what I think is Steph Curry has only ever been Steph Curry's been the primary um, penetrator out of when they had Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant played Kevin Durant basketball. Not that that's a bad thing either. He can play in the way once in the regular season. He'll be amazing. But the Warriors and Curry, speaking to like we were talking earlier, that that team from before the 14, 15, 15, 16 team, the team that Curry took over and the teams that Curry's dealt with, I think, until as they've ushered in Jordan Poole. And that is that the Warriors are always one of the best passing teams in the NBA. And they can make up for maybe not being a team that gets a lot of dribble penetration. And I think what we're seeing now is they were smart enough to go out and find really better than uh, better. You know, just, I just give them the credit. They found Jordan Poole late in the, late in the draft. It was a hell of a pick. 
hell of a talent to find to fit into uh, what they needed for the future. But it is the first time I think that they're having to in this offense, in this pass first system, craft out an entirely new role for a player that is not Steph Curry. I think that's like to reiterate, like he's a very talented player. Like Kerr, Curry and Jordan Poole all know he is not Steph Curry, which is I think make it, makes it more impressive what his improvement has been. Say, say all that to say he is in that position, like you were talking about at the beginning, of taking a lot of taking on a lot of responsibility because he's leading the bench and it's a bench that is depleted or a, a bench that lost its best players. We lost our, our best bench players. So he's been thrown into the role of responsibility, which I think is a credit to just how talented and how smart of a guard he is in the modern NBA and how smart of a guard he is for this system and and yeah, I, I, my my biggest criticism, I guess, is um, you say, like you said, uh, you think the three will come around. I don't think he needs it. I think that's the difference between him and Steph Curry. I think he can get to the basket largely anytime he wants. And I think I just I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think Kerr, Curry, and Poole are all trying to figure out how to do this because it's only ever been Curry the, with as the penetrator. They've been able to work KD ISO post, Sean Livingston ISO post. Andre Iguodala is one of the most unconventional ball handlers I have ever seen, and it, it's just they've never had anything like Jordan Poole, just a second guy, just a, really a second guy, like a second point guard, shooting guard that I think is a is a great penetrator, like can get to the basket. And Jordan Poole is a great offensive player all around three level score and i think what they're i think they will come to realize that by the end of the season is that they have somebody that can get a paint touch almost anytime he wants so the best thing to do i think for him to be getting as many free throws as he can getting as many layup opportunities as he can and and he's already a great i was saying he's already a great passer i think having a greater focus on getting to the paint and really really it is he's already i think he already he's smart he's already looking for it and her and curry are already creating those looks for him i i do think it is a a concerted effort to not use the jump shot as much as he's using it because i don't think he needs it it's kind of pretty simple i think he's he's good enough and playing next to curry it could probably get confusing to try to figure out what player you're going to be because one he's talented and two Curry is teaching you there's a million different ways he can do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Anyways, that was a lot. But yeah, that was my Jordan Poole quarter of the year take. I think he's gonna be just all right. And it's cool that him feels like him, Kerr and Curry are figuring things out together. That's what it looks like to me, that he's a part of kind of the inner circle as much as any player on this team is. I feel it. Uh I feel like yeah. we're talking about Jordan so I'm going to cut it there, even though I'm yeah, yeah. a couple extra thoughts. Uh, anything else on the Warriors before we maybe – oh, go ahead. You lucky you got, you got something. Bro. I just got one more Jordan Poole take. Yes, sir. I feel like he's doing his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. He's still, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's still balling. His stats yep. are pretty consistent with last season. I think yep. more than anything, just the way, the way Warriors Twitter is, it's like mm-hmm. they – okay, they, they label Jordan Poole – Steph protege, they'll, 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 you know, he just got this big contract in the off season. So I think the expectation is like, all right, like, you know, this guy was doing this last season. He's got a big contract. He needs to be like averaging, like, I don't know, like 25, you know what I mean? Just like going crazy. But like, I think at the end of the day, he does his role. If he, you know, plays the supporting cast to Steph and Draymond and Clay, you know, he's going to get money and he's going to get rigs. And I think, 
that's yep. the thing that's so strong and so like great about the Warriors culture is that like they instill winning mm-hmm. more than like the individualism of the yeah. game, you know? Yeah. And I I think that's what's made them so successful is that like everyone kind of just puts their heads together for one common cause and they're like, All right, yeah. fuck it, you know, we're gonna we might cruise through regular season, but like once playoffs comes, it's like it's all heads in, like, you know? So yeah. I think yeah. we're gonna be just fine. Yeah, same. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it's, it's, shout it's out to the pool. Yeah, it's like I feel like pool's taking in everything you're saying, like everything you're kind of bringing up about the team and the organization. You know, it's just he's he's young. Like that's like this is probably one of the this is definitely probably the, you know this would line up to be the toughest regular season he's had so far, given 100%. what his what his role is gonna what his role is supposed to be and you you're supposed to set his you're supposed to set it more than what you know he can give because he keeps showing like he keeps showing that he's he's better than he was before so it's just yeah we're out of where where it feels like a crossroad but yeah it's, it's really just it's it's the growth and the development and I feel like he was the right choice for them and and I'll, yeah it's gonna prove it prove it in the long run like you're saying. We'll see, see how it goes from our guy. Don't in, don't get invested in players, you guys. It sucks when they don't play well. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Any, <laughs> any anything else on the Warriors before we open it up? Maybe the games tonight or anything or something like that. Anybody got any other Warriors thoughts? Uh, sure. I'm sure they'll come up uh, later if we get to some of the mid quarter season like kind of conversation we want to have. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about let's talk about uh, let's talk about the games today. Um, it was a pretty interesting slate today. I feel like this is the first time in a while because I knew we were recording today, uh, recording tonight that I really sat down and like tried to watch, Check like, uh, watch a lot of basketball by the time, or not a lot, but watch a good amount of basketball when I got home. Um, I think the most, I mean, Zion, I want to talk, Zion, Zion, Suns, or the uh, Pelicans beat the Suns, yeah, yeah. Beat the Suns. that's anybody, the one I saw most of. Did anybody see? Oh, yeah, left. We want to start with how it ended. We want to start with the game. You you could do the ending first. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know if y'all saw. Did y'all Jordan or music? Y'all see the yeah the Zion? Zion. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that shit was crazy, bro. <laughs> it was. It was and he had thirty five points. Mm-hmm. And he just yammed on him like that. It was the oh. It was the build up too, because it was just because Larry Nance shot it when the shot clock was off once. Like they shot two shots with the shot clock on. And then Chris missed the layup, and then that shit. And it's just funny that Chris was the one that was ended up, I don't know, it just broke out into the fight. And it was funny because it was two times that happened today that we just kind of had a, a shot at the end leading to a little scuffle. So I thought that was interesting. I think all the all the main players you would expect, Chris Paul uh, in the mix. But, yeah, Zion, something else, man. Um, yeah, so you said you watched the game down? What, was, uh, what, what were you thinking? Just was like, that was the one I saw the, the most of. I, yeah, I, I yeah, was yeah. seeing – from what I, the, some of what I did see, seemed, he seemed really comfortable. I feel like the, I had listened to, I think it was low talk to someone from the Pelicans a couple of weeks back, and it was interesting to hear them talk about Zion and hear Low bring up uh, point Zion from last season, like or, or at a stretch in the season last year where he handled the ball more, uh, uh, played played a little more on the perimeter. But I feel like that's I saw like really kind of organically uh, when I was watching the night, just him in a place of yeah, just trying to make plays downhill, and it's a really interesting thing to see when he's in that space. Uh, excuse me, I've always been a little frustrated at uh, the way Coach K played him and. Uh, 
Yeah, tonight was just interesting, I feel like, to see kind of, I think, what's on display. is He doesn't have the most amazing ha- handle, but he's very coordinated. And I think he he can exist uh, on the perimeter just as much as he can exist in the post. And I think you give him time on the perimeter to figure some things out, you know. I don't know what the hell you would see. So. Dude. 35 and 35 would be re- pretty regular. <laughs> it's just so crazy that he, like, that he's able to move that fast that mm. at that size, bro. Like, I'm looking at the highlights right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. dude, like that, bro, like any normal person that size doing that type of movement would, like, tear an ACL or something easily. Like, no, this yeah, guy's doing this with no, like. doesn't make sense to bro. watch when you look at it. And just the, the explosion and the way he can cut, kind of cut corners. It's just, hey, yeah, just automatically just the lift. The lift is just insane. Yeah. God, yeah, he's something different, man. Like you said, like I think people kind of forget, like he's not actually that tall, so like he's kind of just lower to the ground. So his handle is actually pretty tight. It's kind of when you when he wants to get low and kind of attack, it's kind of yeah. interesting to see. Um, but yeah, no, the point is on things interesting because you just see, especially just no Ingram, like balls in his hands a lot. He's just gonna kind of bring it up the court and kind of create something for himself or for somebody else. And that's yeah. I think he was plus thirty today. I didn't even know that part. Ooh. Yeah. Spot. Nobody else on the team was higher than 13, but it's just plus 30. Um, but yeah, no, he's uh, they're scary, man. I don't know. I think we'll get into they kind got of a who, good team. Yeah, we'll get into who we think is gonna come out the west in a little bit, I think. But uh, oh, Jose, Jose is funny, man. I mean, yeah, I that's the one you want to get into. Jose, Jose had 20, 20 points, three assists. Chris Paul, uh, the Chris Paul's number one pest. Sound <laughs> one of those nights. Chris Chris came out today. I think Chris knew who he was playing against tonight. Yeah, he, he, Chris got his numbers and took the L. Did y'all see, did y'all see the quote? Y'all keep talking. I'm gonna pull this up. What was I gonna say? I'm trying to remember if there were any Jose Chris plays specifically. Though that's what I would say. We were watching on the Suns broadcast, and they were throwing the most shade at Jose throughout that game. It was hilarious. They, everything Jose did was pissing them off. It's a given, but it was funny to see the Suns announcers try to spit it. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, he said, I got I can't find it. I was going to try to get it up on the screen, but uh, he said he doesn't refer to him by name. He said pretty much because the other day he was dealing with a hamstring or some injury like that, so he wasn't, wasn't sure he was going to play. And his quote was essentially... Um, he said, oh, yeah, if that person's out there, I'm going to be out there. He refuses to, like, say Chris Boy says, if that person's out there, I'm going I'm to make sure I'm out there. Jose said that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck? This type of guy words can use on that team right now. Um, is any other? I feel like Minnesota, interesting win. Sacramento got a good win. Uh, Who's Sacramento beat? Uh, be Cleveland. Um, oh yeah, in the close one. Did anybody mm-hmm. see? I was getting things set up. You might see how Milwaukee Dallas ended. I saw Luca and I saw that. Uh, Giannis both having some moments, but Giannis fouled out. They may still put it out. Yeah. What uh, how that one close? Doncic, he uh, he had the last shot, but I mean, he, it was like it was too late. But, yeah. Yeah, and he, he just got off Push the shot, ahead. but it just wasn't a good shot. I mean, yeah. it's covered, but it was crazy, man, and it. Both of those teams, I mean, man, I don't, don't even get me started on Luca, bro. I, I love that fool's game, though. <laughs> For real. Do something different, man. Um, 
I ain't never seen a player like him. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of it. And if has there really been anybody like him? And it hasn't been, uh, at least not in a while. I mean, he's got a lot of pieces of LeBron in it, in him, but also LeBron never fires shots up like this. Uh, yeah. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird, I mean, I guess there's a little Harden in there as well. But yeah, 33 and 11 for, sure. for Luka tonight in the loss. Took 28 shots. Is it? Is it? I know this is a conversation that's been going around just basketball sort of for a while, but is it just sustainable? Can he do, can he shoot the ball? Not even just shoot the ball this much, but can he like be the centerpiece? Like every play is Luca ISO, Luca post up, or Luca pick and roll. Like that's, that's all the Mavs do. Every time down the court, they're doing one of those three things, it feels like. And like, can I think he, uh, I mean, realistically, most of the time, probably not. But he could prove us wrong one year, and he could prove us wrong, wrong a lot of years if he gets somebody like Draymond Green. Not Draymond Green, yeah. but the next version or the next generation version. Because I would say, because that's, I think it's easy to say if he got a number two, then he probably would have less touches and be more of a balance, even if he does have the ball a lot. Just having another star offensive player in the playoffs or start. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but the Draymond idea is that if he had a player that was one of the yeah, if he had one of the top three defensive players in the NBA, kind of like Steph had at and that the, what the Steph and Draymond duo was at fourteen, fifteen, fifteen, sixteen. I'd be interested to see how Luca does, you know, in comparison to you know how Steph did. That I think yeah, Luca would be you know have some sixty win seasons and some championship runs. I don't know he would win them, but nope. I don't believe it. Uh, speaking of believing, anybody believe in this Bucks team? Because I don't know. The Mavs haven't been playing great basketball, and they, they barely pulled that one out. And they need to watch out for the Pacers. Hey. Mm. Pacers What's the Bucks record now? What is the Bucks record now? Let's see if we can go to stand. I think they're order. second in the East. Yeah, still second in the East, 19-6. Just a game and a half back of Boston. That's the thing. Record-wise, they're kind of running away from most or most of the East and even I think Pelicans are close, but yeah. what's the what's the full what's the full top five? Not the no no conferences. What's the full top five? Ooh, give me a second to see because I'm gonna go and throw some math. Right. Celtics, Bucks, Pelicans, yeah. Suns, Grizzlies maybe like Suns. Grizzlies. Yeah, Grizzlies ahead of Suns now. Oh yeah. And yeah, so the Cavs, so yeah, the five is Celtics, yeah, pretty much what you just said. Celtics, Bucks, Pelicans, Grizzlies, and then the Suns and Cavs are tied at 16 and 10. The Cavs? Yeah. I heard Donovan Mitchell's been balling lately. Yeah, mm. no, the only reason they're not yeah. playing well right this instant, like they'd be closer to number one if he didn't get hurt. Like he's been out for a week or so now, I believe. But yeah, he's been yeah. Being, He's been, yeah, he's like, he's like being clearly best, one of the best guards in the league type thing. It's weird. Yeah. He's just. He never had the Trey comp, but he kind of just soared past Trey, I feel like, at this point. They're having a weird year. They just lost to the Nets. The Nets are good against guys. That's, uh, that's yeah. They got to win. I think they, somebody said six of their last seven. They won seven of their last ten, two-game win streak. And that's their four seed. Four seed in the East. I, I've been hating on, on the Nets. I was more of a believer that the Lakers, not that the Lakers are going to be good, but the Lakers had a chance of being good. A small, small, small chance of being good, but the Nets, I had, I had, I had started to lose pretty much all faith in. But KD got his first black coach. I don't know what's about to happen. I think this is a big deal oh, for him. Well, besides, you know, the the magical Mike Brown year, where yep. nobody yep. was mad about anything. 
was it sixteen and one? Or was that he coached over in the playoffs, right? Oh yeah, he did. Huh? Yeah, 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 that was him. Oh yeah, they didn't lose till Steve came back, huh? That's funny shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But um, not KD. No, just not even KD with the black coach thing. But it is interesting, I think, just to see KD. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen with KD. He's a really talented player. Like it's easy for me to kind of laugh or hate on him, to be honest, but. I mean, the Eastern Conference is the Eastern Conference. Katie can put the... I, I can't... Katie... This is the problem. Katie should be able to put together 16 games if he has the rest of the season to get his team right. Or put together 16... Or put together 12 wins to get out the East if he has his team right by the end of the season. I think he can do it, and I think he's doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's right because the East doesn't, like... Not the East isn't... Yeah, I'm really kind of mad again that people were trying to big up the East again. Because, again, the Celtics and Bucks are really good. But it is just Cavs, Nets, Pacers, Sixers next. And just, I don't I don't know. It's kind of, I, I'd I don't say, know Kevin Durant's looking at the East and seeing, like, if he just got to be one yeah. of Milwaukee mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Boston somehow, which he probably can't. Unless Cleveland helps him out. I think he's thinking he can do it. But who knows? We'll see. Mm. Ben, I don't know if Ben did anything today. Uh, that is an interesting team. I hate to, <laughs> uh, yeah. Call me about them in the last month of the season, boy. Not even to say anything about Ben or anything about them, just as a basketball team. Like I don't know, man. KD is in a weird situation. It's as weird as it could have got. Believing the Warriors, if he was in a regular team, regular situation, this would be easy to think about. But he has not been in that since he left. It's just been weird as fuck. <laughs> it's just wild too, bro. Cause like I swear, the minute KD went, Kyrie went, James Harden went, like, bro, I feel like that first instinct was like, all right, these guys are gonna take the league over. And then yeah. since then, the Bucks won a championship. Uh, we yeah. won another championship, and like, I mean, they're still like, like a good basketball team and like yeah. you know bounce back they got they're having a bounce back right now yeah and like of course it's, it's k i think when you come to realize it's kd at the end uh exactly no matter kyrie there or not it seems like kd yeah it's like even with all the bs man he could probably figure out how to get this team to 45 wins at least and yeah. after that he could get bounced in the first round again in an embarrassing fashion but also i think he could put together three rounds if the thing is, it's going to be funny, man. The only way Chris Paul or Kevin Durant is getting the championship is if Seth Curry or Damian Lee saves their ass. <laughs> Steph <Yeah>. Curry haunts <laughs> yeah. their dreams. <laughs> KD is KD. And at the end of the day, like, they can be every team in the league. But, like, man, bro, like, you know, at the end of yeah. the day, like, a series, it's, I don't know, bro. They, at the end of the day, it's East? about who can get deeper, bro, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's such a bad taste after that Boston series, I feel like, after the Brooklyn-Boston series last year. But it's going to be – whatever it is, this playoffs is going to be different. But it's not it's not going to be easy. I feel like Cleveland is a – Cleveland's a real threat. So, when you talk about – I think more, more of a threat than what Miami was, which I'm, I'm kind of a Miami hater. But <laughs> Cleveland uh, – Cleveland-Boston and uh, – what's the other one? Milwaukee. That's the tough uh, having to play two of those three. That's not gonna be easy. And even just one of those three is not gonna be easy for K D. I think he can do it, but I don't think it's a guarantee at all. Yeah. 
those three teams are just so deep, dude. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be yeah. tough to. Maybe they could beat a, beat them, you know. But like in a series, it's just that's where it gets difficult, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the regular season come back, KD got to have some real momentum going into the playoffs. That's I feel like they didn't have that last year. Like this, this is his chance to put together two good months with this team. Like not just good KD ball either. Like good team basketball. Like what he's trying to build right now. Like if he can put together that last two months of the season, solid. Like. He's he's scary in the playoffs. Nobody gonna want. I guess that's the flip. Nobody's gonna want to play against KD if the Nets are playing solid. Like, <laughs> yeah. And just like you said, bro. Like he's been in. But they like, can't. Ever- I don't know. Are they guarding? Bro. As I should say, my bad. Okay. Are they playing defense right now? Like, are they locking up at all? Like, what's the? That is a good question. Y'all talk amongst yourselves, and I will try to find out. Let's so, see. You, what was y'all saying, Misa? Um. Shit. What are we talking about? <laughs> KD, the Nets. Uh, KD's oh, yeah. <laughs> are you on, saying, man. like, they're like ever Black since man. he joined Brooklyn, like, it's just been such a weird situation. Like, it's just been hella drama. Like, yeah. I feel like at some point, like, bro, if, like, KD was getting sensitive off tweets when he was with the Warriors, <laughs> like, bro, that shit's got to be in his head, you know, a little bit, like. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. all like, this stuff is like now. I feel yeah, bad for him with all this stuff because it is. It's not that he, I love KD, like, like the, that first year, it was funny to laugh at whatever the hell him, Kyrie, and DeAndre Jordan think thought they was going to do. But <laughs> but I think since then, it's just been like, man, KD couldn't have predicted none of this. This has just been, I think, just weirder and ra- more random ever since then. It's just, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, between the back and Kyrie, but all the iterations, but Kyrie and the NBA. Yeah. The Kyrie and, and Kyrie versus NBA and NBA media has been just been, uh, yeah, just too much unpredictable. It's pretty simple, yeah, it's unpredictable. To answer your question, the Brooklyn Nets are right uh, in the middle 111.7 defensive rating, good for 16th in the league, tied for 15th with the Lakers. So, not, not what's good, the not best? Bad. What's the best defense while you got it up? 106.7. That's Cleveland. Cleveland's the only team below 107. It's weird how these numbers get higher and higher for like every year. That's exactly what I was going to say. Basketball is finally back. We getting out the ugly. Slowed down for 10 years. 10 years only. Jay Badger, what do you think about KD? Uh, oh, no. I need to watch more Nets games just because I feel like it's uh, there. They have to be funny to watch, but I don't know. I'll see. I know they're gonna they gonna be in the playoffs. It's uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't know, about, man. Like they're for Gotta sure wait. in the playoffs, but they're not gonna make. I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be hard for them to make it deep just in the playoffs. I don't know. Too many good teams in the East for sure. Top, two, top heavy. I can see them making the conference finals, but I can also see them like yeah, like you said, losing in the first round. It's awesome. <laughs> Shit. Who knows what's even going with their what the matchup know. is? Who knows who's going to be playing by playoff yeah. time? Just yeah. the way their team's been. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, last last five games, Brooklyn nice one hundred nine point six defensive rating. So you know, maybe maybe good times are coming. Who knows? Um, I gotta stop laughing at KD. He be playing defense and be cracking me up. I'll be like, man, your skinny ass is not gonna do this for more than three weeks, dog. Like, I know you're not going to do this, for real. I'm going to go back to the, trying to get 35. 
given the B plus defense that you can get, that A plus defense is not easy. <laughs> get you the ninth, the ninth best defense, and trying to get your team to get their shit together. Yeah. All right, we kind of we kind of going there. Unless anybody got any more thoughts about the games today, we can kind of kind of check in with y'all, see how everybody's feeling. Because again, we're about twenty five games into the season, just about. Um, see if I can get the standings up in a second, just so we I can reference those. But uh, I have only had like five questions. We can go around the horn. And we can see what you guys are thinking. Um, so twenty five games in the season. First, my first question, uh, nice and easy. Uh, who's the who's the best team? Who's the best team in the NBA? Not necessarily the team you think is going to win the championship, but who right now is the best team in the NBA? Start with Jordan. Start with J Badge. Best team in the league. Uh, or you can pass it if you're not. If you're not sure. I'll give it. I'll give it to the Celtics right now. I see. Yeah, yeah, Celtics. Uh, I I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it's hard. It's hard to not, especially what they just did to Phoenix. Even though Phoenix hasn't been playing well, but that was just nervous. Yeah. Nervous about Saturday, man, or tomorrow. I don't know how tomorrow's going to go, uh, especially with no Wiggins. I don't know who's guarding. Who's guarding either one of those dudes. Um, you can't. What's wrong with Wiggins? He's usually Superman. Yeah, I know. That was like about a week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully just a week. Was it injury or sick? Yeah, I want to say a doctor strain, but maybe not. It might have been more of a, I can't remember. It was some type of muscle strain, I think, though. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I would go Celtics as well. Y'all got anything different? Yeah. No, I, I would say I haven't watched Celtics enough, but from everything I've, I've heard and from what I'm hearing, yeah, hearing secondhand, it seems like Boston is, is at the top. Yeah. They've they've just been the most consistent team, you know, and the record speaks for itself. The stats speak for itself. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have just been automatic, honestly. Like props and props is due. They're the best team in the league right now. But are they gonna be able to Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting to. Is it is it does it matter if they go fucking I don't know, sixty and thirteen or whatever? No, it doesn't. At the end of the day, what matters is the last 16. So, Ooh. Celtics, but at the end of the day, this is no indication that, you know, they're going to win the championship. Do they have a high uh, chance? Yes. But, yeah, high chance. Are they, I give, I'll, I'll still take ahead. the dubs. Are they, are they your choice to get out the East? Yeah. But I, I, I feel like that's me wanting to hit on Milwaukee, kind of. And I feel like I should give Giannis the, the credit. But it does feel like I was, that's what we're going to speak to the, the regular season. I would say the regular season doesn't mean nothing. The regular season can only mean so much. But Boston's doing it right. Like, they do it. I feel like, you know, it's, you know, it's not about, I think, the Warriors chasing the 70. I think what that was the start of the Warriors dynasty, those first two years, and even go back to the year before that was just mm-hmm. taking the regular season seriously yeah. from a scheme from like yeah scheme and development wise individual development wise like the coach the team having that but i think individual players like i feel like jason and Jalen have both always had that they're trying to come in and get better at their games but they're just finally at an age where that can coexist really well. It knows how to coexist. They know how to coexist and get better like at the same time. It seems to be reflecting just yeah, you're saying, by the numbers, by the record, by how well they're playing. 
And that's scary. I feel like that goes without saying. Like when you're doing the right things in the regular season, it does give the indication that you might be better in the finals. And and they got nothing to do but I think be better than what they were in the finals. And I think they will be if they get back. So it'll be interesting if, if we're playing against them. But I yeah, I feel like say the best team in the NBA, but I say they're the favorite too. I feel like and I don't think it's by a big margin. I just give it to them over. I would say it's the Celtics and then probably the Bucks and then. And then you can where you go after the South or do what? Oh, you go Bucks, Bucks over South. I would say it actually is a pretty big gap. I would say you think it's a gap that reason because I mean part of it's not believing in the Bucks too much, but it's also like yeah, all of the teams I want to believe in are don't have a record to like make me or haven't been consistent enough like for me to yeah. have them. Like Pelicans maybe are the next best team in the NBA for yeah. those two, and it's like I think there's still a pretty big gap between what the Subjects are now and what. Take the, no, when the, he, I, the Grizzlies, Suns, Pelicans, or Bucks. Like I think there's just a gap there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd say I can, I can get that. If you're saying the Pelicans, I was gonna ask who would you have kind of in the next, even yeah, in the second, but I guess in that next next range because it's really hard to win a championship if you ain't never won a championship before. And it's really hard to win a championship if you ain't never been to the championship before. And if if it feels like the best teams in the NBA are, are yeah, kind of besides if the Golden State is, what are we like, have two road wins right now? And, and if Milwaukee, kind of Milwaukee's the, I guess, the only other team. I don't think there's anyone else that's has a roster constructed mostly with, or at least mostly with players that have gone to the finals, you know, together. So, yeah, Boston one is that they are the best like the, they would be that even if they were you know the two the second best team in the east or the third best team in the nba but they're top dog and so it seems like me they're the favorite and i say I, that gap's probably going to get larger in my mind right now it's still pretty close because i feel like Giannis in the seven game series for where the same with the warriors like i feel like the warriors were in a better place i would still feel threatened by a seven game series with Giannis, and i think boston should too no matter how good you are oh yeah like, yeah but yeah, good one. Yeah, I want to see. I believe in. I believe in Giannis a lot, man. I just don't believe in like any other piece of that team besides like Brook Lopez's defense, and I don't know if he's healthy enough to do it all year. But yeah, we'll see. I see, what, I see what you mean though. It's because it's Giannis. Yeah. He's done it. He's shown us he can do it. So you gotta. Believe Drew Holiday is like abstract art. You don't know if it's gonna yeah. work out. Man, misses a lot of shots. That hurt. Never mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> two two way game. Celtics have three games in the next four nights. Um, it's the California trip, uh, the easier version, because I guess I think the Kings are the best of the four California teams right now. Huh? Yeah, so Golden State Saturday, get a day off, then play the Clippers on Monday, um, and then the Lakers the next night. They they're three and zero in that, right? Unless the Warriors hand them this L, like I guess. What's the what's the Lakers status? No, let's do a Lakers check in. They lost three in a row now. Uh, Damn it! That's not too bad. They were right there. Too bad. Three's not bad. If it was five losses in a row, I think just they can't. Well, you start off so poor, like they were on a run. They have to kind of sustain that for another like two weeks to just get back in the mix, and now they kind of. Damn, it's not gonna be pretty. Yeah, it's no, not gonna you're, be pretty. you're right. You're right. It's, if it's gonna win or lose, most likely lose. <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty. Gonna, let me see. Can I try to post some Lakers? But yeah, just want to see. I think they go three and zero. I think it's easy. You know, I mean, that's the thing because the Lakers are the last one to like your 
L.A. hangover game is against the Lakers is probably the one you don't lose if you're locked in for the Warriors and you're locked in for the Clippers. Yeah. But also, the Warriors and Clippers could. You never know. Maybe Kawhi. Maybe Kawhi and Paul George are playing. Who knows? Um, what's, what's, how long has Big, Big Bron been back? He's still yeah, up there, right? See, yeah, let me see if I can pull up pull up some uh, Lakers real quick. Give me a second. My bad. No, nah, you're good. Um, yeah, boss, 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 go ahead. My bad. So whenever they win, I feel like I just be here. It's always, it's always, you know. AD had a couple of games. It's like AD was putting up big numbers the last like couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. AD's, AD's been hooping. Uh, He's still he out there, today. right? They both still out there. That's what I'm trying to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess LeBron and AD they lost three in a row. That's okay. They both still playing. I guess they both both still on the court. Nobody, nobody got hurt. LeBron didn't take a break. Nah, we here. They're still here, out here. Well, they blew a game today. They came back from 20, like, in the fourth quarter. Uh, it had a chance. I think AD had a chance to, yeah, he got fouled, like, with two seconds left, down one, made the first, missed the second, and then they lost in overtime. There was a lot of rest in overtime, too. It was kind of weird. I, I didn't get what was happening out there. I got to watch some more Laker games. I know that shit's be funny here. You said that about, who did you say that about? You said about a team that that was actually true for a second ago. Hmm. I know happen. I did. The Lakers happen. I mean, 80's been good. It's probably worth it. It's probably worth it. Hey, well, good. It's just hilarious. To watch. <laughs> Stuff, uh, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Nah, Not a bad thing. It's fun basketball. It's really fun basketball team. I feel like they're the most – Yeah, we talked about their, their roster so much. They're one of the most interesting constructed teams in basketball the last three seasons. It's been really – it's really weird to watch them on the court try to figure this shit out. <laughs> Okay, most most surprised. This could, I mean, we can go into some more Lakers talk here if you guys want. But most surprising team, it could be like the most surprising good team, the most surprising like bad team, or like you want to give me one of each. Like, who are you surprised is good? Who are you surprised is bad? Most surprising, <laughs> surprising team. Definitely the Kings. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. hands down, man. I mean, I went to the game against the Grizzlies. And uh, I oh, mean, yeah, like I mean, they didn't. They got they got the L, you know. They didn't mm-hmm. get the dub, but like, dude, like, just man, like those guys, like you can just tell, like, they just have they have the crowd engaged, you know. Like they're playing fun yeah, basketball. Exactly. I don't like, know, culture. man. Like exactly, and like, and, and in a way, like it kind of. And honestly, there's no comparison at all. But like mm-hmm. in a way, dude, like. I saw that culture kind of, like, remind me of, like, the old, like, Warriors days where, like, you know, the games at Oracle Arena, those Wednesday $11 yeah. tickets. Like, I don't know, yeah. bro. Like, it's just the atmosphere. Like, you had, like, the rowdy fans. Like, oh, like, you know, F you, Rev, boo. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone was just, like, in sync. And, yeah, like, yeah. even though they lost, just seeing that unity amongst the fans, like, it's nice, man. The, the Sacramento yeah. fans, they deserve that shit for real because <laughs> – Man, they they've been like in the same boat as the Raiders, bro. The last few years, it's been rough. It's more than a few. It's more than a few. Think when the Mariners made the playoffs this year, they they, they now have <laughs> two the longest, years, few times. They have the longest playoff drought in uh, American sports now. So it doesn't get longer suffering than the Sacramento Kings long suffering. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a really good call. I think a lot of what you said, like for me, like oh yeah, Mike Brown. Like reality is like I probably like Mike Brown was a good coach, I think, in Cleveland the first time around. Did they bring him back or something like No, they got rid of him. They fired him to 
trying to get LeBron back at first, blah, 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 whatever, didn't work. But uh, built a good defensive culture there. Um, it's weird thinking with the Warriors, the Warriors, all the road losses, they had a chance until they lost to Indiana. It's like, oh, are they going to do the, like, 30-something and, like, whatever at home type thing? But I remember that Cavs team that went 41-1 and one at uh, oh, yeah. that year. That was a Mike Brown, Mike Brown. team. Um, yeah. It's like the only place Mike Brown hasn't done it is that Lakers situation, which just seemed like it was kind of fucked up on a whole bunch of different levels. I don't know if you can pin that on him and the point that you can seem like he's learned and grown from that from his time with the Warriors. And it's like, you yeah, know, there's like you mentioned the Warriors, but I feel like they're establishing a, a culture. And it's weird because it is Mike Brown's such a defensive guy. But it is for them. Like, they just they get buckets, man. They be throwing the shots. They shoot the three with, uh, with I won't even say reckless abandon because it's kind of the point. They're going to get the shots up. They're going to play around Sabonis and uh, Fox. And dudes is tough, man. Gonna feel like they're gonna be a playoff team pretty easily at this point. I don't want to say pretty easy. Let's let's keep. I think they think they're gonna make it happen, man. I think they're gonna do it. Definitely be mm. over. That's wild, bro. Yeah. Definitely the most surprising, in my opinion. We gotta stop talking about it. We gotta stop. They gonna so make the playoffs. We Yo, don't jinx jinx it. This. I'm over here just. All I want to do is the Kings gonna make the playoffs in 2023. Oh man, that's a crazy sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say too, mm-hmm. like I feel like a close second, even though like they are a very good basketball team. I think we kind of knew that coming to the season mm-hmm. was the Pelicans, and then like yes. don't get me wrong, great basketball team. You know they're they're up there in the in the West. I think they're number one, great basketball team. Yeah. But like I think for those types of teams in the mm-hmm. past, like you've seen the potential. Kind of like the Minnesota situation. You're like, oh, shit, like, you know, they just got this player or they just got this mm-hmm. pick. You know, they're, they're like – their ceiling is – you know what I mean? It's high. Like, they could do a lot of damage. But, like, sometimes it's not sustainable for some of those teams. And so, like, really seeing them, like, go in there and actually, like, you know, like walk, Level like, up. walk the yeah. walk. You know what I mean? Like, walk the walk yeah. is just like, damn, okay, like surprising. But, like, you know, obviously they got the talent. And, yeah. You know, it's like they took the – Took the step right on time, but it's just, it's really cool to see. Really cool to see. Like, yeah, like you say, Minnesota, like, it's so often teams just get held back at that point where it's like, yeah, the, it, everything we kind of thought going in was Zion and Ingram. I think, like you were saying, we kind of under, I don't know, I feel like I kind of maybe underestimated that, underestimated them a little bit because you just put them in that. Well, they played really well in the playoffs last year, so they should get better. And be like the five or six seed, but I think yeah, the reality is, is like they're talented enough, and why they probably just like the Kings, not as surprising, but maybe just the second most surprising team. Like, yeah, they they can be the one seed. Yeah. We maybe should have seen that or seen the talent there, but it's surprising to watch it actually happen if it does. Hundred percent. Any any other surprising teams or Jordan J Badge? You got any Kings thoughts or anybody else got surprising teams either? Positive and everything. Pelicans, you're saying, is good. Is a good one. Um, Pelicans, watch out for the Pacers. Pacers, that's a good one too. Pacers have kind of. Come. I got a question for Jay Bez. Where Halliburton or Fox? Ooh. Halliburton. Stop it. Tyrese. Stop. Yeah, really good. That's been <laughs> the one. Good. He's a dog, bro. He be putting up stats. I would say every time I, I don't I feel like I stopped paying stop looking at the NBA leaderboards. But every time I check Tyrese Halliburton's stats, it's something out of the nineteen eighties. I just be like, "What the hell is going on with this dude?" Man. Hold on, bro. I'm sorry. This is hella random. Mm-hmm. 
you know who who's I've felt that way about? Um, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Shay. Oh he yeah, falling man. No, yeah, he's the one. I'll be going on TikTok. <laughs> oh my god, what the hell? Thirty-one, thirty, falling, bro. Man, that's my guy. Or how's Burton and Poole the same age? Or, or uh, how's Jordan Poole? Same draft. Same, same draft, are they? If they're not the same, Tyrese, they're back to back. Yeah. Was Tyrese wasn't Wiseman? Was he in between Wiseman and Poole? Uh, or is there a year check. in between Wiseman and Poole? Holly Burton is younger by a year. Up. Younger by a year. Okay. Yeah. Poole's 2019 draft. Holly Burton's probably 2020, right? Yeah, because Halliburton hasn't got a contract yet, so Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, oh, because oh, you said surprising, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say, he's just doing what the hell he's supposed to be doing. And yeah, he was over here last so year. Long. I don't know what the hell he was doing on <laughs> offense for the last two seasons, but he's finally. I'm mad, I'm mad at him to be honest because I'm like, brother, why did we have to lose in the play in two years ago if all you have to do is get your shit together? Anyways, yeah, sorry, I'm mad was, about that still. Yeah, no, I think that's why I surprised him because I think I think we all thought he didn't have it yeah. in him anymore, and this is why I, I, sh- like, I wanted him to be off this team. Goddamn, I was done. <laughs> uh, but it's like it is really surprising because like oh, you can still like like just like you're willing like if you're just willing to shoot threes and shoot layups every now and then everything kind of just is a lot. Like yeah, he's been he's been really good. He's been perfect. I feel like a lot of it is like oh. The punt, like, learns that he's not going to get his contract. Then the punch happens. I feel like, oh, I'm going to not be on this team by next summer if I don't, like, get this shit together kind of type thing. And I feel like... Oh, last, last point, because you said all that. Last point. <laughs> you should have learned your lesson when you would turn the ball over 17 times in the two most important games of the season. But instead, it took you punching Jordan Poole, Stephen Curry, winning a goddamn championship with you procrastinating to the end of the season to get your shit together. Anyways, Draymond Green, the most thing I'm mad about him is he yelled at Lisa Leslie for no goddamn reason. That shit was hilarious. I was just, I don't know where it came from. Uh, Be nice, nigga. You wait, your words what? better. Was, he was complaining. Lisa Leslie me. said that women deserve more pay, essentially, in better words than I'm saying it. But Draymond's response was, that pisses me off. And it was just like, it was, he's just, it's all a bunch of showmanship bullshit to just, nigga, it, he just wanted to be like, oh, the men in the NBA are the biggest supporters of the WNBA, so it frustrates him anytime he hears that the NBA players should have to sacrifice some money to make the WNBA players make more money, which I don't even care how you feel about it, Draymond. Just be better with your words. Oh, uh, this on the shot? Yeah, he just like, oh, yeah. that pisses me up. And it's like, you're yeah. talking to Lisa Leslie, dude. That She's the one who said that, and like you're saying she pisses you up, and you're yelling for no reason, thinking you sound smart. Or at least Leslie was like, yeah, I don't think you guys, I don't think we, I don't think the WBA centers the NBA players that support the game yeah. enough. That was her response. That was a, that was a weird conversation. Um, hey, Draymond punching the man in the face to be humble. Yes. 
Lisa Leslie be humble because she just talked. Mm. I got, I got, uh, I got two more. Uh, MVP and rookie. MVP and rookie. If you got, who's your MVP through the first twenty-five? Who's your rookie of the year through the first twenty-five? Oh, this is just. I want Steph. Steph, but I want Steph to. But I don't know where the season goes. Who knows? We Steph got it. This two and twelve. I know Steph plays. Steph playing a long game. Yeah. Always and and he gonna have to. I mean, second half of the season, he gonna have to turn up I mean, more than he yeah, already is he turning up, which is already. exactly yeah. oh. which is which is really is just he's just gonna be consistent with it, and then that'll reflect if if he gets his road record right and our overall record right, then he can be in the MVP conversation. He probably should be already, but yeah, he get that. Gotta get the dubs. Gotta get the wins to do it. But, uh, who else is who's who you got, Mike? That's what I was gonna. I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I have anybody else got one. I'm trying to look at the points per game and see if there's somebody here that makes sense. But uh, Giannis. I mean, I feel like who most most people have Giannis. Giannis, Jason Tatum. Tatum. I mean Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Tatum. Is it is it Tatum Giannis Luca three with Steph as the fourth or is Steph in there? I mean, I'm not on. I, I haven't been on Twitter. The, I mean, it's just Lucas Steph. How how are we? How do you want to determine MVP? Is like if they're both hovering around five hundred, can you uh, or under yeah. five hundred? I think both of them are right now at this point. Uh, can you be an MVP if you're not winning the majority of your games? Yeah, but I think like statistically, you probably they have the best some of the best arguments. The Nuggets haven't been good enough for Jokic probably to get. Yeah, it might just kind of default to Tatum and Giannis right now, which kind of sucks. Maybe KD. KD could be on the rise. You never know. This could be KD oh, this year. His second one, either. Get him a uh, Steph got two. LeBron got multiple. Uh, KD only got the one. You know? He's to put himself back in this conversation. Keeps winning basketball games. It could happen. That's what I'm saying. It's just 30. 30 a game. Uh, six rebounds. Jeez. Five assists. Yeah, that's very doable for KD. Not even hitting the three wall like he's supposed to, and he's still out here. Uh, you never, you never know. It's wild too, cause like, bro, Steph's numbers are crazy, dude. Like, they're like up there with like his unanimous season. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> I just feel like the, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to say the league hoes him, but like, not hoes him, uh, hoes him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no. Like, no, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like. If they were to have to, like, if they were to give it to somebody, it'd probably be like a Tatum or like a maybe like a Luca if they keep winning games or Giannis. I'd put Giannis over Luca, but like, yeah. I think that's for the most part mm-hmm. my list at least. Yeah, <clears throat> based on the politics of the league. Yeah. But up to me though, my boy Steph, bro, they got to give him that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Stand on it. I feel it. Everybody, everybody's going with Pablo for Ricky. I don't know if there's anybody else at this point. It's, yeah, it's I ain't seen much. But last time I seen Pablo, that boy getting the getting the shots up. Mathurin, yeah. he's a close yeah. second for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, you're right. He has been hooping. Actually, let me see if I can pull up pull up his numbers because I want to see. Yeah, I need to see that. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah, it's probably one of them too. I don't know which one we're going with. Yeah, yeah. Probably Paulo, but yeah, yeah no. Benedict the third is is a close second. Doing his thing. What about your uh, what about your boy Warriors? Warriors other favorites. Warriors are taking some bad losses this week. 
Um, What's that guy's name? Nim Nim Nimber Nimbart. How do you say his name? The light skin dude what? that hit the that hit the game winner against the Lakers who just lit up the Warriors against them for the, <laughs> the Pacers. On the Pacers, yeah. right? It's like Nimber or something, something like that. Yeah, Nimber. What is yeah. going on in Indiana? <laughs> well, I think I think there was no Tyrese in the game. There was no Miles Turner. They still stay, still went out there and worked the Warriors. It's a tough one. Should have won that one too. Rough week, man. Rough week for the Warriors. <laughs> Growing pains. Growing pains. Exactly. That's how it goes, you know. The thing about being a dynasty is you can be the Lakers or you can be the Spurs. We can win the championship this year or we can win it next year. Whichever one's better for the dynasty. <laughs> I like that. We know what we are. <laughs> starting to, yeah, if I say starting to get defeated, be it, man. Two games under 525 games in, you might just have to start, you know. We'll see. That's how last year felt until, the, until it all came together. Kind of right after yep. that, until it all actually came together. So you never know. Just um, had that eighteen and two. I still hold on to. It's gonna be different if it works out. I say because Gary, Gary Payton and um, Otto Porter were just like, yeah, they just they didn't get enough time on the court every time. Most of the time when they got it, they showed how amazing they were. Where it's just gonna be the flip where Moody and Kaminga aren't going to get a lot of time on the court and it's going to be, and they need as much time on the court uh, as young players need it more than ever to be able to figure out who they are. But it's going to be some random shit that helps to have to, random shit that makes it happen. I feel like it's that one game where one of them gets more minutes and somehow finds a role that Kerr, seat can, Kerr can envision and that helps the team. But I think, I, I, mean, I still hold, hang on to it being Moody. I just, I think he's going to keep his head down. For whatever this is, however bad it gets, or however ugly it looks, or even if he has to go, has he ever has he gone down to the G League this year at all? Not yet. Uh, I not, down not. to the G League at all? Wait, who? Oh, nah. Moody? I don't think so. Nah, not this nah. year, right? It sounds like yeah. I feel like I was like he was the one that he was getting sent down last year that was working. You know, Kamigo was the one that couldn't wasn't doing nothing. He was the one that was working, and he might yeah. Yeah, I can see. Oh, yeah, I see him, him, Moody or Kaminga. You know, just finding it and finding it in the second half of the year, and not not in any big ways. I guess just kind of whatever Kerr can kind of Kerr and Curry can sort out that helps the team. You know, or that's worth it to get reps in to help the team. They got to show it first. They don't got a lot of time to do it. Start uh, turning around. Got a rough road trip coming up too, so we'll see. We'll see where we're at. Where is Andre? Is he gonna play? I need one game before forty-one. <laughs> before we get to the halfway point, I need one Andre game. Like, I don't know. He got a few last year, and then there weren't much Andre games after the first forty-one. So. Oh, that's why I only want one. No playing around. No nothing. I need one. <laughs> With two games, that's all I need. Forty-one, hey, bro. eighty-two. <laughs> hey, he thinks he's Haslam. Yeah, <laughs> he just has them. Don't know he has them. <laughs> that shit's funny, bro. I forgot he was on the team. <laughs> to be honest, I forgot he was on the fucking team. So I see him all dressed up on the side, bro. Not even wearing yeah. a uniform, just fucking yep. wearing like a tech bro outfit. Some yep. shit. See him next to here, sitting next to Curry, sitting next to Curry. Yeah. He don't even got to play. He just needs to suit up. I'm tired of seeing him look like that. <laughs> Put on the warm up or something. Man, man bro. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. All right, we've been at it 
for about an hour. Anybody got anything else? Or actually about an hour, 10, hour 15. Anybody got anything else you want to get into? Shit. I'm damn near about to crash. I'm not even going to lie. Man, it's all good. That was good. Good session. Hell yeah, this was smooth. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up then, man. Uh, thank, thank y'all. Thank y'all for coming through. Appreciate it. Thank anybody who's going to check this out for listening to it, man, whether you catch it on the pod or you drop into the stream for a minute and I just didn't notice. Um, appreciate y'all all joining us. Uh, let's go ahead and do do some plugs. Do some plugs for yourself, and then we're going to get out of here. Y'all want me to start or start anybody ready to plug themselves? Uh, follow me on Instagram, underscore jbash. Twitter underscore J Badge underscore and that TikTok J Badge forty seven. Hey, yeah, I'm not I'm not there yet, you know. I had to take a take a break from social media, but you know, I'm gonna get there. Maybe I'll plug it the next episode. So yes, I'll turn this to Daniel for now. Uh, I can't wait till my sex my ne- oh that <laughs> my, my next social media break I can't wait for my next social media break but um I'm at yeah I don't know what it is I'm doing wonder on YouTube that's all I can remember right now I'm at uh, underscore Daniel Doom on TikTok or, or Daniel Doom underscore underscore Daniel Doom on TikTok. There you go. This is man. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, you can find, where do I want to send y'all? Mike.info is always the best spot. M1KE.info. Um, over there, you can pre-order my, my new album, Beautiful Death. Mm-hmm. That's dropping two weeks from now. I guess it's, it's mostly uh, Saturday to y'all, so I guess like two weeks minus a day from now on the 23rd. Dropping on that Friday, um, so you can go pre-order that, or you can just pre-save it. If you're not trying to spend no money on it, I understand. You can just fill out a little Google form, and I'll shoot you the download link when it drops, and you got you got a free album right there. So check that out for me, man. Um, YouTube at Trash Mike, TrashMike.BandCamp.com, but really just Mike.info, M1KE.info. And appreciate y'all for fucking with us. Um, Don't be cheap. Put a dollar in there. Yeah, yeah, man. Pay for that. Or, oh. Yeah, yeah. Businessman. That's what he. I was gonna say. Uh, uh, art doesn't have to be free, but my brother shows. My older brother shows you that it can be. But, but yeah, you should put a dollar still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got that name your price set up. And if you want to wait until it drops, then you can do it for like fifty cents, and you get the song free forever. Just anything, you know. Um, so yeah, appreciate y'all. Uh, appreciate y'all joining us. We're gonna try this again next week. Everybody down for next week? Yes, sir. So we will be back here on the same channel next week. Be sure to check everybody's social, especially the YouTube, because we're going to be posting clips and everything from this up there. Um, and if you want to listen to the full podcast, you can find a uh, link to that feed um, somewhere you're watching this video as well. All right. Appreciate y'all. Everybody, have appreciate y'all. Appreciate everybody watching. Appreciate everybody on the call. Y'all have a great night. Um, yeah. Peace. Yes, sir. We'll get Later. out. Be more careful.